0: The Six Out Culture Podcast. Once again, I'm joined by Danny from chat. Boys, how's it going? Hey, hey guys, it's Yeah, I think we're all good. Italy three nothing wins against uh, you know our first two games in the group, and then also Wales one nothing. Not too shabby. Switzerland, Turkey, obviously three nothing. Like I said, great games to watch. Wales is a little it a little frustrating, not gonna lie. Obviously because uh, they sat back a lot, but at the end of the day, we got the win. That's all that matters. We're going to do a couple of things this episode. We'll break down uh, the matches. We'll preview the Austria match, obviously, because uh, they topped the Ukraine. So now Austria will be our next opponent in the round 16 at Wembley. So we'll be looking forward to that one. And we'll talk about players that stood out to us and all the good stuff. So uh we're going to get right into it. To start off, I still got to recap these matches. So obviously, the Turkey match, we already recapped in the last podcast, but we have not been on here since the Switzerland game, so... I will start with that one. Or we can just group them in. Uh, you guys can do whatever you want when you're speaking. Just group it in or whatever. But, um, I'll start off here at Switzerland. I think we played amazing again. I think Spinazzola once again showed out. I really thought that Jorginho did his role really well. Locatelli obviously was fantastic. Uh, two goals. And, um, he just played well even without the goals. He did a really good job. Against Turkey, he looked very nervous. He made a lot of mistakes and errors, which was, uh, a little worrying. A little, just a little worrying. But, um, since then, he's been good. Obviously, the third match, we didn't see him. He got some rest in along with a lot of other players. But, yeah, against Switzerland, he did a really good job. And, uh, he could be in that starting conversation and going into round 16. We'll talk about that a little later on, though. But, uh, I was very happy with the performances. I thought up top, I think we did good. I think against Switzerland, Insigne wasn't himself. Uh, he made more errors than we're used to seeing, but against Turkey, Insigne was great. And I, I don't think anyone was really too bad, honestly. I wasn't really disappointed in anyone. Uh, but I really forced a few shots here and there. But, uh, nothing too drastic that really annoyed me. So yeah, the, the Switzerland win was pretty, pretty straightforward. Obviously, Kellini, Bonucci holding it down. Uh, Kellini had to come out pretty early. But uh, hopefully we have him back from round 16. Right now reports are saying it's unlikely that him and Florenzi will be there. But hopefully by some miracle we have Chiellini back because he was a big help for us. And uh, I think I'll end it there with the Switzerland game really. It's not much else to put into that other than we played well. We imposed our will and uh, we got the win. So well done to them. Also, the Wales game. Uh, when I saw the lineup, I was worried. You know, eight new guys in the lineup is uh, always difficult to manage because of the chemistry. But I'm sure in training, they're all playing together. And uh, this team's been together for not a long time, but a good enough time where they know how each other play. They play like a club. They begin to compliment a lot by commentators and pundits. So uh, I see it too. They do play like a club. Obviously, a national team's hard to play like a club all year round because you're not with each other all year round. But I think Italy do a really good job of When they play, it looks like they've been together for a long time under the same manager every week practicing. So that's very hard to do, and the chemistry is very hard to make up in a couple weeks, like his other national teams try to. So uh, that's great to see. But individually, I wasn't, like, uh, blown away by anyone. Uh, Chiezo won man of the match. I didn't didn't think he played well, but I didn't think he played bad. Uh, I do like how he kept attacking Wales constantly, trying to make something happen which um was a, bre- a breath of fresh air, to be honest, having a young player like that come in and uh, try to impose his will. Uh He made a lot of errors, a couple of chances, but um I think he has been able to do a really good job of playing hard when he didn't have the ball as well, and uh they made it difficult for Wales throughout the whole match. Someone who I think was a man of the match, in my opinion, was Verratti. He came in from injury after not playing for a month and a half. He was incredible. He had the assist to Pestina, Pessina shout out to him. He wasn't even on the squad. He was a reserve but came in and got the game winner. So uh kudos to him. He uh played a great game, even without the goal. Uh similar to Okatelli in the second game. Goal or no goal. They played amazing both of them. When given the chance. So uh I think Pessina could be someone off the bench we see a lot in the the knockout stages, but yeah, well done to him as well. But yeah, Verratti, he needs to start. He has to. Uh I'm very critical of him over the years. I think is a great player, but sometimes you don't see his class, uh and he, just, he kind of dwindles a bit, and injuries get him and all this stuff, but I'm hoping the rest of the tournament he can show his class, continue what he did against the Wales, and if he can do that, then we'll be in a really good spot. I thought Bastoni was one of the better players on the field as well. He was incredible. I uh, was playing Bale very tight ap- apart from that one chance that he gave up front right from the net to volley. That uh I don't know how Bale's not hit the net there at least, but uh that's another story. But uh I think Bastoni was fantastic. I'd like to see him maybe start if uh we don't see kelini in the round of sixteen. I think it's a possibility. Uh will probably start though, but I'd like to see Bastoni in there. I thought he did a great job. And, yeah, overall, I'm happy. Uh, I'm, I have no complaints over anyone at all, to be honest. I thought everyone did a really good job. Jorginho, I don't remember him losing a ball once this whole tournament, to be honest. Uh, he's been great, controlling the tempo. And I'm proud of the team. Hopefully they can keep it up. We started a long way to go, but it's a good start. First team in the Euro history to never consider a goal in the group stage. Uh, seven goal goal differential in the group. Domination. I'm proud of Italy. Proud to be Italian, and hopefully we can continue it. Dan, how are you feeling after those uh, final two games of the group?
1: Yeah, no. So the fi- the first game uh, we covered it last week on the podcast, but the final two games, uh, Switzerland. And I felt like we played very well. Uh, it was probably our best game in the tournament. You could argue uh, against the Wh- Wales. It was yeah, I, we had a lot of backups, but I didn't really mind the way that played. I thought they played a strong game, even with the guys we had in. Um, it was nice to see Mancini as well uh, bring in Serdegou in the final minutes. I know, like a few people were saying, oh, isn't that disrespect that he subbed out his goalie? Is Donnarumma hurt? Uh, I remember Mancini saying too. He was part of the, I think it was the 1990s World Cup team, I believe, or so, uh, where he was an unused sub, and he said that he like some players don't get the opportunity to play in tournaments, so he wants to get everyone involved as much as he can, so he brought in uh, Sergo in the final minute, so he could just get that feel of playing in a European tournament, even though uh, he might not, like, it means nothing, like, that Don Ruma came out, but it was just class from him to just bring him in, and it shows uh, how class he is as a person, as a manager as well. Uh, thirty, what is it? Uh, we're on, like, a, I, if someone can help me here, like, thirty Game on b streak or something like that? Like,
0: yeah, very close to started. that. Yeah, 30 games now.
1: So that anytime that happens, I mean, Italy's doing well. And for me, I feel like they can go far in this tournament. Uh, the way they just play, uh, the, in, they're in form. I feel like they can go far. Austria is going to be a tough match. Uh, like a lot, I see a lot of people saying, oh, it could be a cakewalk, it could be a cakewalk. For me, I see it as a tough match because now we're getting to a new season. This is a new tournament. The Goose stage were one tournament. This was qualifying for the knockout stages and this is where for me the Euros begin. Uh it's gonna be a tough match. Austria's got some good players. They got Alba who's very good. Uh Sabitzer who can be good on his day. Uh Arnatrovic can cause us problems. They got some guys that can cause us problems, but if Italy can play the way they can, I feel like Italy could have had. But going back to Switzerland and uh Wales, players that stood out to me Locatelli was phenomenal uh, against Switzerland. Jorginho was phenomenal. Verratti, he made a case uh, that he should start. The guy had, I think, 103 passes, a 93% like completion for his passes against Wales, which is unbelievable. And his first game back in seven weeks, got the assist on a beautiful uh, safe set piece uh, to Pessina, who fished nicely. So Pessina also could be one guy that uh, Italy could bring in. Uh, just to create a spark if they need to. And Chiesa, too, made us, uh, a little case for himself that he could potentially start the knockout stages over Baradi. Uh, I really like the way Chiesa played. There's a few times where I thought he could do uh, better with the ball, but overall, I didn't mind the way he uh, performed. And for me, Bastoni, you can argue this guy was probably behind the uh, Kelina Benucci, our preferred best defender. The guy was like an old-school defender who's winning headers over Bale, uh, stepping up, call it, like keeping Bale in his pocket, you could say, besides that one chance you mentioned, Enzo, early on, where Bale had the volley, and with his quality, he should be hitting the net, at least. Uh, but for me, Bastoni should start against uh, Austria, if Kelly isn't fit enough. And for me, I really didn't mind the way Emerson played as well. So... For me, like I know Spino Spinozola's gonna be a start at hundred percent and I'm not gonna argue that. But for me if say Spinozola knock on wood, hopefully he if he was a little nicked up heading into the uh Austria game, I wouldn't mind Emerson starting as well because Emerson played very well uh on the left side and especially now if Insigne, when Insigne slots back in, he's gonna have that chemistry with Insigne. So our left side for me is part of the our one of our strongest points in this tournament. And we just need our midfield to play well like the like they have been, whoever's been playing. Uh so it's gonna be an interesting matchup against Austria, but I think uh Italy could uh, prevail.
2: Yeah, very well said. I think uh like Enzo and Denny said here, Italy have been perfect this tournament. Everyone's been talking about how Belgium went three and all, but the way Italy have been playing is what you're expecting. Uh, at the beginning, they called Turkey these dark horses, and Italy thrashed the dark horses. They said Switzerland's going to be harder than Turkey. They have better attacking uh talents, and they couldn't do anything against the defense of Italy. We thrashed them 3 nothing. And then against Wales, we're like, okay, we need this win, because if Wales somehow win, we, we're finishing second in the group. And we played our B team, and we still won. And uh, although it wasn't like the 2 nothing, 3 nothing classic domination, We played extremely well against whale starters with our B team and even a couple of players that should be on our C team. So I think the way this entire group, this, these, this 26 uh, player roster is playing is just you could slot anyone in for anyone and it won't even make that big of a difference. We saw how we lost Kiellini, which is a big loss. I really hope he recovers for, uh the quarterfinals round of 16 um back to full fitness because we're gonna need him in the later rounds but you saw Bastoni just came in and he slotted in and obviously we saw Locatelli in the first game had a little of those nerves and now they're gone so hopefully Bastoni it was just the first game nerves uh with the, with that man working with bail because a couple of chances he uh should have done a little better there but for the most part he, he played phenomenal he played amazing um Play with the best center back in the world right now Leonardono so you know makes his life a little easier he's not playing with uh bombs that enter but <laughs> oh my god but but this is like Danny said this is where the real tournament begins the knockout stages the group stage is nice it's good to celebrate the the victories the important victories the the place style Italy's been playing and um now people are starting to give credit Italy deserve uh, at the beginning here yeah. in here in Canada, we listened to TSN, and um, they they didn't give Italy any credits. The only person who gave Italy credit on that panel is Janine Becky, uh, so shout out to her. But now uh, we have players like Daniel Sturridge saying Italy, Italy's the real dark horse. They're, I think they're going to go to the finals. So it's good to see the whole world kind of saying, oh shit, we were wrong. This Italy team's really good now. So now we kind of have more eyes on us. Um, instead of just proving people wrong, we gotta prove ourselves right and show that this Italy team is capable of winning it all and going far in the tournament. And that starts with Austria. It's gonna be a tough game. Like Danny said, they're gonna be playing very tough because they know it's, if you lose, you're going home. And obviously they don't want to go home, but we're gonna have to show them why Italy is better. Hopefully we keep our clean sheets, um, still alive here. I, I don't want to continue this entire tournament. I want to be like 2017 Juve, minus the final. And, um, it keeps scoring. Like Danny said, Chiesa, um, kind of gives me glimpses of Ronaldo, in a sense. Um, he, he starts off really well. And when he's playing good, he's playing amazing. But when he starts missing chances, he gets frustrated and starts forcing chances, which kind of worries me a bit. So if Chiesa could, um, kind of play with the team a little bit more, uh, kind of get used to that, uh, I think he'll be fantastic. I think he should start. But if Chiesa starts going, okay, I, I didn't score here. I got to force a shot here. I got to force yeah. a shot here. Then that's the, the we're going to see a, a couple of big problems there. And I think that's what Mentionini needs to uh, uh, work on. And if he sees that mid-game, just take him off. It's not worth it. Because we got to win. If some, a player's being selfish, take him off and just let him know for the next game what's happening and all that. But other than that, Verratti starts over Badella, I think. Um I think he just deserves it, and then Barella to come off as a super sub. But other than that, the team should be untouched unless any injuries come up in training or, or whatnot. But for the most part, this Italy team is scary, and uh, a lot of teams should be scared of us.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, I agree completely. I think uh, this Italian team is a special one. I think you heard Bonucci say it a couple of times. You've seen a lot of players mention it. And even Bellotti, how he said that uh, they have a bitter taste in their mouth from uh, 2018 Aventura. Yeah. And uh, they're carrying it with them throughout this tournament, which is a good thing uh, to channel that energy in the right way and uh, hopefully push us towards uh, a title here. And uh, we can win the Euros. It'll be amazing. But yeah. um, if we can go far, at least I'll be happy.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, too, like uh, uh, going back to like anyone who plays, uh, who comes into the lineup and it shows like even last game against Wales, they did their job, and that's why Italy were good. Uh, guys like Spinozola didn't play. No problem. Emerson played pretty well, in my opinion. Uh, Bastoni came in for a Turby, and he, he was paired up with a Turby uh, in the second half because Benucci, they subbed off Benucci. He played pretty well. Uh, Toloi came in for Di Lorenzo. He didn't play too bad. Uh, Locatelli, uh, sorry, Varati came in into the lineup for his first game. Played awesome. Piscina played well. Jorginho, played like Jorginho. Uh, Bernardeschi came in for Insigne. That guy, a, now we, we all see why he shouldn't be on the team, but that's a different story. Volonti, he, he had a few chances, uh, but for me, he, was, he wasn't he was as bad. Uh, my, I, 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 was, I wanted him to get a goal, but I know for you, uh, maybe it's better that you get, he didn't get the goal because then Torino would have won like $80 million huh. for him or something. Uh, but Kiesa <laughs> yeah. too, he didn't play as bad. Uh but I was going I'm gonna go back to a point I heard uh from a podcast that I started listening to uh recently, uh FC Wonder Kid, if uh, you guys haven't heard of them, very good podcast. Uh what he said one guy said at best, he goes, Italy, like if you look at their team, yeah, you can consider maybe Mobile as a superstar, but the whole team you have to look at as a superstar. And which I found very like inspir like it's true because Italy don't have like those superstars, say like a Kevin De Bruyne, like a Lukaku, uh, like a Ronaldo, like Mbappe, um, say like a, it's say maybe in case, like a Van Dijk or something. Italy have 11 guys who are stars for their team and they have a great uh, core. And that's why I believe Italy could win the Euros because they have 11 guys that can make you, okay, we'll say 10 guys, because uh, I'm not going to count Donnarumma as a in this point, but that can score and that can hurt you. So I feel like Italy, for me personally, I'm not trying to be biased by any means. I think if they can continue the way they are playing and they can, they all continue to contribute in their own ways. I think this team can go far. And as you said best too a few uh, on the podcast last time. This is just a warm up for the World Cup. So if Italy can make some noise in the Euro Cup watch out because we'll be even more dangerous which is to say, the likes of Zaniolo and Pellegrini uh, next year for the World Cup.
0: Yeah, uh, no, I agree. I think uh, all these nations have this one guy you look at and he's like, oh, wow, this guy's going to carry us to the terminal. He's our guy. Well, we don't have a guy. We have a team, and that team's been playing uh, pretty damn well, so hopefully they can keep it yeah. up. Uh, another thing I want to bring up, I know, Dan, you touched on it a bit. Players that stood out for Italy. Now, if I had to choose maybe two or three players that I thought really stood out the most, everyone played well, but who stood out the most to me, I'd have to probably go with Lucatelli, Jorginho, and Spina, in my opinion. Uh, I think Loca, like I said before, first game, very, very shaky, uh, which is normal. Plays for Sassuolo. Doesn't have a lot of big games in his career. Maybe the match against Juve when he scored that bar down. But apart from that, not many big games. You know, like, hasn't been in Europe or any of that. So, uh yeah, nothing too uh, too crazy for Loka uh, experience-wise. But uh after that first game, second game, I think he was like, okay, I, I'm good here. I'm comfortable. Um, my team believes in me, and let me play uh, the way I know I can play. And he did, but we all got two goals. So I thought Loka looked really good in that second game. Obviously, third game, he did not feature like uh, many other starters didn't. But he really impressed me, and I think his star is growing day by day. Uh, Jorginho, you know, Jorginho's a guy who I used to love watching when he was at Napoli. I really do appreciate the players who, uh, make the basics the best attribute. What I mean by that is, you know, a lot of these midfielders and, uh, strikers or any position really get hailed for these crazy things they do. Like Ramos, uh, defensively, his crazy tackles or Mbappe, his pace and skill and, uh, maybe Conte, how he's over the pitch. Jorginho's very simple, and I think this A team needs someone like Jorginho there. He controls the tempo. He knows what pass to make and when to make it and where to play it. Like, he knows what he needs to do and when to do it at all times. And it's incredible to watch. Like I said before, I don't remember Jorginho losing the ball, like, at all. Yeah. Uh He's very good at taking the ball away as well. He's calm. And uh he's a very – like I said, he's a very calming presence on the field. And I think – uh his teammates really appreciate that and must feel that when they're on there because just watching it, I, I feel it. So I can only imagine how I was playing with him. So, yeah, Georgina really impressed me. Spina, I know he surprised a lot of people. To me, he's not really a surprise. Uh, having watched him for Roma for the last two years, obviously when he first came to Roma, he wasn't uh, nowhere near as good as he is right now. But for about since I think June of 2020, that's when the Spina we see right now came alive. Went up one second, moved to the back three. We played him as a, a wing back, and since then, he's been incredible. I don't remember him having a bad game last year, maybe one or two, but nothing's really coming to mind right now. He's been great. He's been a big part of this Italy team, and I think one thing I noticed against Wales is that a lot of our attacks does come from Spina overlapping Insignia and just starting from the left side and then going to the middle and working it around, or Spina will play a cross in, or he'll cut in and play to Insigne, who will... I'd look for a shot, I'd look for someone back post, like the classic Calion run when uh, Calion is at Napoli. I'd look for that pass to someone like Berardi. But um without Spina, you saw a very big difference in Italy's attack. And it's the same with Roma. When Spina does not play, our attack is not the same whatsoever. And even defensively, Spina was fantastic. I think it was that game against Turkey when he tracked back yeah. and uh, saved a goal that could have been a goal from Under when he was through. He caught up. Uh he's done very well uh those two games he played and uh I think Colorado defense is surprise and uh, I think he'll keep it up. It's not something that's unsustainable. He's done this for a long time now, so uh I'm very pleased with those three guys. But Dan, I already mentioned it a little bit before, but maybe go into a little bit more detail of those guys yeah. that really impressed you instead of...
1: Yeah, for me, um I I ha- I can ar- I have the same players. I have uh Spinozzola, Locatelli and uh Ger- uh, Jorginho, even uh, for me, look at yeah, He the first game against Turkey, he wasn't himself. Uh, he was, you could tell he was kind of a little bit nervous. He didn't know what to expect. But the second game against Switzerland, the guy, I can argue he he played like PLO in that game. He was just unbelievable. Uh, he was a very good midfielder uh, against Switzerland, and I feel like as the tournament goes on, we need him to be big against Austria because Austria are a tough team, but. I think if he can continue that form against uh the way he played against Switzerland I think uh Italy will dominate the pit uh dominate the mid and dominate the uh the game. Uh Jorginho like as you said he for me I don't remember either lo- him losing the ball. Uh this is the Jorginho I remember at Napoli, but I will argue this is a better version of that. And you could tell there's a few times where he looks like he he was going to get out, like he was going to lose the ball in like a terrible situation. And just simple dribbles around the, the, the player, uh, calmness he has on him. It's unbelievable. I even said last time, uh, Jorginho is calm as a cucumber. And he's just so inspirational sometimes where he gets the ball, he picks out the right pass at the right time, doesn't force anything. He makes sure the play is calm, controls the tempo of the game, which is something that in the midfield nowadays you need. You need a one guy that can just control the play, calm the play down. Uh, you need a guy that can create and a ball winner. And Italy have that. Even with Barati, the guy can create. And with Barella, the guy's a box-to-box midfield uh, who can create and who as well uh, can uh, win the ball back. And then you have Locatelli, who seems he can do both. He can win the ball back, create from a deep playmaking role, and he can also provide offense where he scored two goals against Switzerland. And he, he made a beautiful run into the box for his first goal. So I think Italy's midfield is going to be very, very important for these up and coming matches. And, uh, the first three games, uh, showed our midfield depth and the quality we have. And then we're going to go with Spinozola. For me, Spinozola, you can argue him and Gostin are probably the two best left backs in this tournament. Uh, uh Spinozola is, he's incredible. and. I don't watch him week in and week out with Roma, but when I do watch Roma games, for me, he's always one guy that stands out. And Predicat, I'm sorry, but Juve <laughs> Juve messed up on that deal with
2: Dan. Trust Juve, me, Juve, I know. I know
1: where where Luca Pellegrini was sent to uh, Juve, and Spinozolo was, uh, you could say, rejuvenated kind of at Roma. Uh, for me, he's part of the best left back in the tournament. Him like, and Golsan, I can argue, both Serie A players. So. Glad we get to see them uh, week in and week out in the Syria. Hopefully, one day I can say that about Napoli. I haven't said that really much in a few years. But for me, those are the three players that stood out to me. And I won't be surprised if next podcast, as if you ask the same question, who stood out uh, for me, like for us during the Austria game, if we're going to have three different players.
0: Yeah, you never know. This uh, team is very deep, so... Um uh, anyone can step up at any time. So uh, that's the good thing about Italy. Uh, we have a twenty-six men squad and uh, they're all very good players, so we're lucky to have them. But uh Franchette, your three standouts. I have a feeling you yeah. might go a different route, but we'll see what you say.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go a complete different route here. Um obviously we all watch the city i uh, we kinda know who's good uh and who's shit. So but for the people who don't watch the city uh like many of these analysts, uh, who commentate on the games and, uh, analyze the game and just watch for the Euros. A lot of people are a big surprise for them. So I'm kind of want to go into their shoes. So my first is Spinazzola. Um, I've known he's been fantastic since he's been on Juve and Allegri decided to ship him out. Um, Roma, you guys robbed us, but it's okay. Um, I think he's been, Player of the tournament so far, what he's been doing on the ball and off the ball has just been incredible to watch. Then I'd have to go with Locatelli. I don't think half the analysts know what a swallow is. Never mind know what Locatelli Lu- is. So, uh, the way he's been playing in the Euros, you have the likes of Manchester City and PSG kind of trying to t- take Yube's player over here. And, um, it's not gonna work, but they're they're gonna try because of his performances in the Euros. just been sublime. And then my third player, um, I'm not going to go with Jorginho, even though he's been fantastic. Just because a lot of the people know what Jorginho is capable of because he plays for Chelsea. I'm going to go with Giorgio Chiellini. And that's only because I think a lot of people thought, oh, Chiellini's an old man. He's finished. He's washed up. What's he going to do? And he's been, you know, as much as I love Benucci, he's been the best defender at the Euros. He's been... Getting in those tackles like he's a 25 year old center back in his prime and he's 36. and I saw like a lot of comments from English fans or like uh, Premier League fans who, who claim they're Italian uh, when they watch the Euros that, um, uh, Chiellini's been 36 for 10 years. He's just been that good. He's been that incredible. So I, I would have to give him, uh, the
0: third spot for me. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Chiellini's been excellent and I do agree. He was. He has been our best defender and maybe the yeah. best in the tournament. Uh yeah, he's been great. So well, I he hasn't like conceded, like,
1: yeah. yeah, hopefully they can he can recover for uh the Austria game. Even if he doesn't start just him off the bench, it's
2: still uh, a yeah, present he's, for us. He said he'll be off the bench or start, he doesn't know yet, but
0: he said he's he's planning to be there. Yeah, hopefully uh he's all good to go. But it's looking like uh, him and uh he won't be starting as of right now, but hopefully that change is uh as the week progresses. But one quick question for both of you. Just say, like, outright, I'll go first here. Who do you think should start in the midfield going forward? For me personally, I have Barella, Jorginho, Verratti.
2: Um, I kind of took a different approach. I went with Locatelli, Jorginho, and uh, Verratti. I just think the two goals, like, kind of solidified his place in. uh, Yeah, Craig. Yeah.
1: I would probably go... It's tough, but for me, I would I would go with Baratti, L- uh, Jorginho, and uh, Locatelli.
0: Yeah, not fair enough, I think. Italy's got so many midfielders that I think are...
1: It's a problem. Uh, that's a great problem to have. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I think our uh, bench's midfield is probably better than uh, a lot of people's starting midfield, so that's great to see. And uh, keep in mind, this isn't even our full-strength midfield. A lot of guys are out. Yeah, uh, Stancy, who on his days amazing. Pellegrini... Uh, our captain, a uh, captain of Roma, he's been fantastic. Just imagine we're full strength; it would be and scary. And yet,
1: and yet, the guys we have on the badge say like, like Castorvelli and Pescina. Yeah, those guys are good midfielders as well. Remember last year how we were debating if Castorvelli could get snubbed uh, for the Euros because <laughs> right, because that's how good our midfield was playing, uh, even last year too. And Castlevelli last year was one of the best uh midfielders in italy he yeah. was just he had an underrated season very good midfielder uh he had a obviously had a big decline this season, but he stole a good midfielder on this day and even Pristina, too he proves uh he should uh, belong in this team
0: yeah, no, I agree uh we got an abundant of uh talent and midfielders especially so uh yeah, you can't really go wrong with anyone uh now to top off this pod. Austria, boys, Saturday at Wembley. It's gonna be a big game. I'm looking forward to it. Let's just dive into it a little bit. Um, did you guys get a chance to watch them against Ukraine? Yeah.
1: Yes, I have. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I watched them against Ukraine and I got to watch back a little bit of their games. I remember watching a friendly of theirs about a couple months ago, maybe two months ago, a month ago. Uh, it was on, uh, some streaming service. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, I got a chance to watch them a bit. Uh, they do have guys that I like, obviously. I think uh, everyone knows so I'm going to bring up first, Alaba. Uh, he's, uh, uh, he's such a great player. I think he has two assists in the tournament, if I'm not mistaken. He's all over the pitch, obviously predominantly on the left side. But he's kind of like speed on the way. He gets forward, he gets back, he creates, the defense, He does everything. He's a workhorse. And he's a big part of what Austria do. So I think Italy's first objective would be to s- kind of slow him down and maybe... Uh, double him when he's on the wing, trying to make a run, uh, close down him quick, maybe get someone like Di Lorenzo, and uh, Verratti, uh, to really close down him, uh, like straight away, like straight straight away, don't let him get any speed, don't let him get any, uh just pace going ahead, just stop him as soon as you can, and I think that'll be a big, uh, a big thing for us to do in the game, obviously made a big move throughout Madrid, so uh, congrats to him, but yeah, he's a great player, and uh, I think that'll be a really big, uh, objective and task, we got to really uh, do our best to contain him, so, hopefully we can do that. Also, Sabitzer, I think he's a great player. He's very annoying to play against. Uh His shot is fantastic. He's a workhorse, like I said, Valaba. He's a very hard, hard-nosed player. In the midfield, he's very tough, and uh I enjoy watching him. I think he's a great player. I believe he's a free agent. I'd like if Roma could look into it, any other Serie A team, any team really in Europe, really like someone like that on the team. He's a uh, a very good player, so I think Sabitzer would be a very, uh, a very, uh, what's the word I want to use here, which a very important player to look out for, we can't let him slip away, because if he unleashes that shot, it's going to be hard to stop him, so let's watch out for him, Uh, another player, Arnautovic, uh, for his club, I don't watch too much of him, but I do see him for the national team, and he's, he's not bad, he's, He's good on his day. When he's having a good day, he's having a really good day. But he can be off and I don't think he has anything he can really offer to Kiwini if he starts or Bastoni or Bonucci or really anyone. I don't think he has much that they haven't seen before. And I wouldn't be too worried about him, but he can, you know, puts a chance away if he gets the opportunity, so try and limit him. And uh I'm not too worried about him to be honest. So he's one of the ones where uh I think we should be able to handle him pretty easily. Uh uh, Lanier, who is a very good player, uh, at the back there. He's been solid for Austria. Once again, a hard-nosed player. Uh, even, uh, Lamier, with a, with an M this time. Uh, he's good. He's actually very good. I think he's been one of the players I really enjoyed watching in the tournament so far. So, he's another one where you just kind of let him slip away. He's all over the pitch. He runs like a maniac and he brings that intensity to Austria. I think he's the engine kind of like Barela to enter. And he hasn't really been up for us so far, Barella, but he's been very good when he's been on. It's not that better we're used to seeing, but uh, that's what he brings to Austria. He's a workhorse, and he's everywhere. He brings intensity. He's a very intense player. So uh we got to try and just stop him, which we should be able to. Our midfield's incredible, so I'm not too worried about him either. But uh another player comes off the bench. The last player I'm going to really bring up from Austria, uh Kalicic. He is 6'6", I believe comes off yeah, the bench six, for them.
1: Seven, Like that's, yeah, that's
0: he's a, he's a, a big a threat.
1: Senior, yeah maybe a, powerful, maybe a in the NBA or something. Like
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's a very big guy and I enjoy watching him to be honest. I think he's a good striker. He holds up to play well. I used to watch a lot of Leipzig uh when the uh, Sheik was there because obviously I'm one for Roma and I still like Patrick. Schick. I think he's, he has very good qualities as a player and can go far if he stays fit but uh Yeah, when i watch Leipzig, I'd see him at Stuger, and he's a very good player. I think he's 23 years of age. I'm not too sure, though. But for Austria, when he's come in, he held up to play well. He can win headers, obviously, with that height. You're going to win headers. And uh, he's someone we got to watch out for when we're uh, tired later on in the game. They might bring him in to change things up. So let's look out for him as well. But honestly, I'm very confident. I do believe Italy should win with uh little to no problems. I expect us to win this handily. And I don't care if you win one nothing, two nothing, three nothing, four nothing, but I don't care. Just win the game. Even if we concede two one, whatever. Just win the game and I'll be happy. Because at the end of the day it's all that matters in these tournaments. So it's one game. There's no aggregates, none of that stuff. Just win the game. Then how are you feeling going into Austria?
1: Yeah, no, um, for me I, the way i has been playing, obviously I'm a little bit confident hanging into the game, but I don't want to be too confident because then I want like I'll be very disappointed if they don't uh, go through. But Austria are a, t- a tough side. they got some good players, like you mentioned, and, uh Even just that last game uh, against Ukraine, they were the better side. Uh, Ukraine couldn't put a pass together. They were just too sloppy in the end. Austria controlled the tempo of the game. Uh, so they're going to come into Wembley against Italy, hungry and trying to provide a huge upset in the tournament. Uh, but Italy just needs to remain focused, get the job done, like you said, and get the one nothing win, get maybe a 2 nothing win just to solidify that. Uh, statement, but I feel like if Italy can play like they can, uh, they'll go through guys like Insigne, Immobile, Baradi, uh, Chiesa, whoever started the attack need to be clinical, uh, in this game. Even our midfield too, they have to dominate the pitch. I feel like if we can dominate the, uh, the middle, the middle of the park, um, I feel like Italy will have their way against Austria. I won't be surprised if Austria do sit back, and try to absorb that Azzuli pressure early on. And then capitalize on uh, later on, like trying to catch them on the counter with Alaba and Sabitzer running the the wings or the mid, uh, the length of the park, I should say. Uh, but also to Austria our, our team that it's a one and done game. So who knows if they're gonna try to force us maybe to go extra time, maybe go penalty shootout and trying to uh, eliminate us there. But they need to play their game. They can't get frustrated early. Uh, just everyone has to play well all 11 guys who are playing have to play well uh that goes from Di Lorenzo to Donnarumma to Spina to the defense the midfield and the attack so I feel like Italy could get like I say it could be a scrappy game for Italy maybe a one nothing win like you said Uh, but also I feel like if guys like Insigne and and Spinozola can play well I feel like this could be a a dangerous game for Austria because if you can't stop Spinozola and he has his way through the whole game, it's going to be a long game for them. So it's going to be a, an interesting one. I'm excited for Saturday and uh, hopefully the Azuri can uh, win and advance to the next round.
2: Yeah, very well said. Um For me, I got to think of the best. Um I'm hoping Chiellini's starting. And with that, I think the only thing I'm scared of is like Danny said, every team we play played um they're scared of us they kind of sit back and try to counter us and when teams do that italy kind of play with the ball a little more they're more dominant they have more possession they kind of uh toy around with the opponent just because there's the the space there is so tight you can't really get past anything there's no openings so they kind of just play with the ball up until they kind of pinch and get that opening uh, for a nice ball into the box or a nice long shot opportunity or whatever needs to happen for a shot on target for a, a potential goal. And I think that's what Elite's going to do against Austria. The only thing that scares me this time is if Gillingy does play, which I hope he does, uh, he gets bored in the back very easily. I think we've seen it, uh, throughout the games he's played when the teams are sitting back, he gets bored and he kind of wants to be part of the attack. He doesn't want to just like sit there, uh, like the other defenders. And when Spinazzola is part of the attack and Di Lorenzo or Florenzi, whoever will play there, is part of the attack. And then Killini just runs up because he wants to be part of the attack because he sees that Italy can't really be advancing because there's nowhere to advance to. He kind of wants to help out there. And uh he gets excited to play up top and then he passes a ball and then he runs more forward because he, he gets excited to get that goal or get that chance created. Um. Then they hit us on the counter and it's only Banuji back. I think that's the only thing that worries me about this Austria team is their dangerous counterattack. But it it's mainly Alaba and Sabitzer that scare me. I'm not scared of Ronaldovic. He's a West Ham reject. He plays in China now. It doesn't really scare me that much. Um but but like I said like Enzo said, uh, he just needs one shot and it could go in. One uh shot that Donovan was not paying attention to because he hasn't been tested uh this tournament yet. He's been sipping tea inside the net. Uh, Bonucci and Killini have been tested a couple of times where they had to make some, uh, crucial tackles, which they have, but I think off that counter, if it's just Bonucci back and Killini's trying to run back and he's not fast enough, I think that could be very dangerous and it's going to be up to to trying to, uh, make an incredible save, which we're looking forward to. So hopefully that doesn't happen and hopefully we stay grounded and, uh, composed, calm, cool, and, uh, we get, we get a win, uh. Uh, it just takes one goal. All we need is one goal, and uh we'll see how fast they want to attack to t- try to tie it up, and then we'll just bury them in the ground. We just need to get that first goal. It's the most important thing, and uh we'll come up with a win if we get that.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the worst case scenario would be conceding some unlucky goal or some corner yeah. early on, and then them just sitting back and just trying to break them down. Well, so they're, g- to...
2: they're gonna sit back regardless. They're gonna yeah, sit but back. if
0: they're ahead, then they'll have no, yeah. like, they won't commit at all. And once they'll agree. sit back the whole game, and I agree, it'll be very tough from there. So yeah. we need to avoid conceding really? any stupid goals right away.
1: We need to. For me, I feel like Italy. Like, if you like thinking about it, I think Italy, once they get their first goal, I think it'll open up more, and that's oh, when we sure. can expose them more, which oh, yeah, we saw with uh, Turkey, where Turkey were sitting back for, I think, I want to say the first like 55 minutes or so. Yeah. And then when Baradi got that cross where Nemanel got their own goal, then we started seeing more Turkey putting men, men, guys yeah. forward, and Italy exposing them. So that's what Italy has to do. They have to get the first goal, which they have in all three games. Uh, obviously, they they have to get the first goal and they have to set the tempo from there. Set yeah. the tempo, get the first goal, if they can get an early goal, say in the first 25 minutes, I think that can set up uh, the match and that can put uh, Italy in a good position to uh, advance. So, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited for Saturday and hopefully we can uh, get together to uh, watch the game.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. It's been a, it's been a great part. I've really enjoyed this one. Uh, I've enjoyed the Euros as a whole, not not only Italy, it's all the games that Portugal-Germany game is probably my favorite one to watch so far, Uh, yeah, it's been great, Euros is always a great time, you know, get together with people at a market lane to celebrate, and uh, you watch all these games with your family, your friends, so it's been a great time.
2: Yeah, it's just been a shame, uh, Saturday I have to go to work, so uh, my, my celebrations have to get cut short at market lane, but... Maybe it's Uh-oh. the good for market lane. <laughs> uh, it's it's I've been <laughs> living the party at Market Lane, celebrating with the people and I think that's my favorite part, just celebrating as one. I've been I was jumping around and I found out the guy was an inter fan, you know. We usually we don't mix but when it comes to the Azudi and the Euros, we're all one and uh that that I think that's the
0: most magical part about this. Yeah, French really looks forward to the market lane uh I wish oh, so you guys could see what we see. Uh <laughs> if you guys are in
2: the area come to Market Lane Saturday. I'll only be there for an hour unfortunately. But um after the quarters if we win, come to if you guys are in the area come to Market Lane, you'll you'll see a different uh on, yeah. on the on the street to Market Lane than the podcast. Yeah, so
1: like we're in French area, like acts like he does uh we we just claim we all know him so we just get like yeah. back from him and we just
2: um, do his own I, bring, <laughs> I bring i bring i bring the noise to Mark and i make sure it's not quiet i make sure that there's this constant honking and yelling and
0: screaming yeah trust me we, we know <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys want to see even like two percent of what we see uh go on our instagram it's yeah like it's on our and, reels. and our twitter yeah, it's on our reels and on twitter it's on the video forum so there's a lot of uh great stuff on there from uh all three matches after the win. And yeah, go check us out even on Facebook. Uh, we have some videos on there from Market Lane. So, uh, we've been enjoying it. We're looking forward to the remainder of the Euros. Hopefully it's, uh, not just one more game left. Hopefully we got, uh, uh four more games left at least. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Thank you for listening. I've enjoyed it. We'll see you after we beat Austria. Ciao. Yeah.
1: Okay.